there's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takesha, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. Tips to use when taking the airplane with low vision. For many years, I was so hesitant to travel any place on the airplane because of my failing vision. It was where I always had to ask my wife to fly with me, whether it was a lecture, a business trip, or just visiting other friends. I wouldn't do it alone because I thought that I couldn't do it. I was so afraid that I might get lost. What if I couldn't find the gate? Maybe I might miss the airplane and I waste all of this money. What happens if I get off of the airplane? How am I going to find a taxi cab with such poor vision? But I soon learned that this was something that I could do. I realized that it was unfair for me to drag my wife along to many of these different meetings that she had no interest in. So I basically asked other people with low vision and learned that traveling at the airport is something that's very, very simple. If this summer you're planning to visit friends or family or simply go on a vacation, don't let your vision stop you from doing it. You could simply make reservations to fly any place that you wish. One of the easiest things that I have found is to simply call the airline that you want to fly on. If you tell them that you're visually impaired, they usually do not charge you an extra fee, and they're very, very helpful. You want to let them know that you do need some assistance. So, for example, when you get to the airport, they will have people. These are escorts who are there available to help you to find the gate. So, what I have done when I have traveled alone, I have often taken a taxi. The taxi will drop you off right at the terminal that you're looking for, and you want to ask them to drop you off right near the sky cap. When you get out of the cab, the sky cap will usually come to see you, and you will then be asked if you have your boarding pass already printed or if you have your ID. Now it's a good idea to get them printed at home if you have that ability to do so, because it'll save you a little bit of time from waiting in the line. The skycap then calls an escort, and these folks are great. They will simply take your boarding pass and your ID. They take you to get through the security line, and then they take you right to the gate. What they do is they will then take your boarding pass and your identification, and they will get you a formal boarding pass that allows you to pre-board. They usually will place you right next to the gate, so you know exactly where you are, and you're one of the first to board the plane. When they take you to the plane, they then help you to find your seat, and the flight attendants are usually extremely nice. Whether you knew it or not, they're really keeping a close eye on you. When your plane lands at the destination, the flight attendants usually are looking for you. They will then escort you to the escort, and you'll tell the escort where you want to go. You tell the escort that you have some luggage, and they'll take you, and they will find the luggage for you. From there, they'll take you to the ground transportation. They'll help you to find a cab. They load your bags for you, and you simply then tell the taxi driver where you want to go. So this is something that makes it really very easy, and in fact, it really is almost like a VIP type of service. When you get to your destination, whether it's a hotel or other place, there's almost always other people there to assist you. The bellhops will usually take your bag and take you to the registration desk. The registration people will usually then take you to your room. They'll have a person who could show your room. 
Another thing that you might ask the person at the hotel registration desk to do, you might ask them for a specific type of room. You might tell them that you have a vision problem if you don't use a cane, and ask them if there is something that is relatively easy to access from the elevator. The reason for this is that when you get off the elevator, it makes it just a lot easier for you to find your room. For example, you might ask for a room that is closest to a particular corridor, so that you don't have to constantly try to figure out which corridor to go down. Another thing that you might also ask them to do is to either place a piece of tape on the card key or to punch a hole on one of the corners of the card key. This way, when you insert the card key to open the door in your hotel room, you will know exactly which way is up versus down and where to hold it. So these are some of the different types of tips that can make it very easy, very enjoyable to travel when you have low vision. If you want to learn more about this information on vision impairment, come and join us on Facebook at www.facebook.com/airsla and click the like button. I hope this information is helpful to you, and please tune in next week when we bring you more information to help you to cope while living with low vision. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshita. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. Mm-hmm.